0: Eagles are six for eight on third down. Fleet Flicker falls, launches, downfield. Smith. Touchdown!
1: Mackie and Judd live from Radio Row, Mall of America. And before we get into this salt in the wound story here from Peter King this morning, Monday morning quarterback, this is a fun opportunity for uh, 1,500 ESPN listeners and just... Fans of football and sports radio in the Twin Cities. Golic and Wingo are doing a breakfast at Crave Mall of America on Wednesday this week. And I'm just reading this. Should I? I'm reading this verbatim off the email. So stop me. if okay. I think you're fine. I think you're doing far a fine So job.
2: good. We'll unveil the details of how you can get in on it. Okay. Top of the next hour at 11 o'clock. Be listening.
1: Boom. So basically, you can have breakfast with Golic and Wingo this Wednesday at Crave Mall of America. And we will unveil details at 11 o'clock. That's Pretty simple. Easy. There it is. I'm excited by it. Uh, do we get to have breakfast with those guys, too? Or? I don't
3: think we've been invited. Well, we really can't because of when it's going to be, if you look at well, the timing I mean, we of could, it. Um, unless we, you want to take off from the show we and could take, well, leave we me tape, here to filibuster. Send me down. Me? I can just get a to-go to- box or something. And take a picture of Golik? It'll I, be
2: gone by the time it gets here. But I could <laughs> use some coffee
3: at that point, though. So that would be perfect. You yeah, I don't bring do back, coffee.
2: It'll spill. Could you go get me coffee right hands. now? Could you help me
3: out? No. Okay. Well, there's, thanks a lot. There's plenty of Okay. Dollars. Well, this is an exciting opportunity for our listeners.
1: Uh, it is. Also, uh, just real quick, too, we have our guest list is sort of forming as we go this week. Uh, we're going to be joined tomorrow. And this, some of this is tentative, but we're you know we're sort of writing it in pen as much as we can. <laughs> Ryan Leaf will join the show tomorrow at 10.15. Uh, Victor Cruz, who just presented an award at the Grammys last night, yeah. will join us on Wednesday cool. at 10.30. Super Agent Lee Steinberg on Wednesday as well mm-hmm. at 11.30. Also, uh, Mike Golick Jr. and Sr. will both join us on Thursday on the show. Chad Greenway is going to be here. Mark Wilf will be on the show and all kinds of other guests. that Poor we're Mark Wilf. I, I hope Mark's okay by then. I don't know if I would be <laughs> if I own the team that continuously.
3: I guess Chris Long talked to Everson uh, Griffin last night, I believe, at the Super Bowl experience. And uh, he's just, he and he's just
1: yet. he's just still. Could you imagine so distraught going through as depressing as as it is for fans to have to sit and watch other teams fans come into the city and experience this once in a lifetime event that you almost were a part of as a fan base? Imagine how much more torturous it would be if you played in that game last weekend, and now you have to do like I saw Jim Rome send out something that Eric Kendricks is going to be on his show today. Could oh. you imagine having to do national media? answering no. questions about getting beat that bad in the nfc championship game i
3: think i think if it was up to me and i could do it i, I would go the zimmer route i think i would just leave town i'd go to my house in kentucky or i'd go on vacation i don't i would not have any interest if i played on the vikings i don't think i would have one iota of interest in being anywhere near this state this week yeah
1: it would be it'd be a lot but uh um, you
3: won 13 games You won 13 games. 14 if you count the first You won a miracle playoff game, and then that, I think I'd, I'd get the heck out of town. So
1: while we're pouring salt on our own wounds here, I've got an anecdote for you from Peter King's Monday morning quarterback. Okay. One of the, I would say, two or three key plays in that game that shipwrecked the Vikings was the flea flicker to Torrey Smith in the front corner of the end zone. Where you had a chance, it was early second half, I believe, is when they called that play. Maybe you still have a chance to win this game, and if you you know, put up a fight, maybe a good defensive stand and score a touchdown, you can get back in the game, and the Eagles said, uh-uh, we're gonna stick a knife in your neck. Yep. Here's the backstory of how that play came about. Okay. Okay. Look at the Eagles bowl plan this way, Peter King writes. The NFL's highest yards per attempt average by a quarterback this season was Drew Brees at 8 yards per attempt. Nick Foles in that title game was almost 11 <laughs> after dinking and dunking against the Falcons the week before. okay, The upshot was Minnesota studied the tape and saw a dink and dunker in Nick Foles. Peterson threw a changeup that would have made Clayton Kershaw proud and the Vikings secondary wasn't ready for it. Fun is part of it too. That showed in the third quarter flea flicker that broke up the championship and put the game out of reach. The flea flicker was an homage to longtime Eagles administrative assistant, or secretary, Carol Wilson, who was Andy Reid's aide when he was the Eagles head coach. And when Peterson became a quality control coach there in 2009, he got to know the secretary named Carol Wilson. In Peterson's first four years as an assistant in Philadelphia, and two years as head coach the flea flicker was never called until last week mm-hmm. quote from peterson when i was here working with andy reed back then we'd write the game plan quite literally up on the grease boards and carol was the woman who would always type our game plan list into the computer and so every week i'd walk her through the game plan so she could understand the handwriting she'd always look for one section of the game plan is the flea flicker in She always just loved the flea flicker and wanted the (laughs) flea flicker to be in the game plan. She loved the play, and I think she even loved the name flea flicker. Every week I'd say, oh, Carol, sorry, didn't make the list this week. Maybe next week. Every week she'd ask, and I might say, yeah, it's in this week. It's going to be great. We might call it this week, and then we wouldn't call the play. And this went on for four years. Every week, every week, Carol would ask about the flea flicker. And so she congratulated me after the Atlanta game about two weeks ago and said how proud she was of me. She knows me pretty well, Doug Peterson said. She was here when I was a player. And then obviously working with Andy as a coach, I said, thanks, Carol. Then she texted me and said, is the Flea Flicker in this week? It's my favorite play. And I remembered that it was her favorite play. So last week, later in the week, I texted Carol and said, Carol, the Flea Flicker's in this week. It's in. So the game comes... And I called it in the game at the right time, and I was thinking, I hope Carol is watching right now.
3: <laughs> I, Carol better been they watching. They were
1: so confident in their plan to beat the she Vikings. She better
3: been
2: watching. The
1: secretary for Andy Reid delivered a flea flicker play call to the list that week.
2: We just spent an entire week talking about and hearing,
1: oh, Mike Zimmer got out, coach. Oh, they got out, scheme.
2: They got out, coach. That's how it happens. By the that's secretary the for other
3: so so, ba- so basically, basically it was so it was so bad <laughs> that the personal agenda of an Eagles secretary was worked into that game plan. <laughs> <laughs> that is so us to have the sec- to find out that that basically a friend or a gift to the secretary was worked into a game plan against the Vikings yeah. in an NFC title I- game. Once once again showing that this was this. Um, exceeds 41 Donut as far as most embarrassing NFC title game losses in Vikings history. Yes,
1: because it wasn't, I, if you would have asked me, oh, why do you think that flea flicker went in there? I would have said, oh, they clearly saw something over-aggressive on tape that, that one of the Vikings defensive backs pursues too heavily on this particular route or on this particular run play, and you know X's and O's break down meat and potatoes. <laughs> nope, it was Andy Reid's administrative assistant from 10 years ago that really liked the flea flicker.
4: I really need some flea flicker in this week. That
1: really, you that's, know what? that's We're really... going to put it in for you, Carol. I want to know oh how many other God.
2: similar stories have been over football history. You know, Seahawks at the one-yard line Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Joanne that, really yeah, wanted
1: it <laughs> she, she loves that slant batter. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, Amy really, you know, oh, God. But how bad? Amy loves when I scramble around and throw a ball up in the air <laughs> down the field and have the receiver pin it to his head. That's what he loves.
3: So he loves that so by So they were literally toying with the Vikings' defense. Yes. With this defense that was considered to be, that, that was statistically the best in the league, which was considered to be by us uh, all-time great, certainly Vikings' defense. Yes. They were, by that point in time, they were toying with them. By putting in plays that the secretary had said she liked for the last five years. And
1: let's and let's put it this way, if we thought, and I think we realize now that this isn't the case, that this was one of the best defenses of the last twenty years yeah, in gonna, the NFL, right? I'm backing off that one. Do right you now. think in that two thousand <laughs> in that two thousand Super Bowl between the Giants and the Ravens, do you think Jim Fossil was the coach, right? Yeah. Do you think Jim Fossil said to Kerry Collins, hey, feeling really good about our game plan? Listen, Nancy, the administrative <laughs> assistant, really, really loves the triple reverse. Okay, we're going to put that in the game plan against Ray Lewis. No, that's not. Not only did they feel great about the game plan, but that's in some ways it's it's almost a disrespect in that we feel so good. How many plays call like this now? That
3: Alice wanted, we're put in. Eric, the chef. That Sean Jeffrey play? That's just for you, Eric. Oh, because you're cooking that food up every day. It goes back.
2: It goes back decades. Sharon loved the 65 toss power trap. <laughs> we just put that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is for Sharon, boys. but you're like that all on the field. 65
4: toss power trap. Yeah.
3: Oh my. God. All these years, all these plays against the Vikings, <laughs> they came from secretaries, chefs, administrative assistants,
2: B- Billy the five-year-old on the back of his kindergarten homework. <laughs>
3: I tell you what, Teddy, my cab driver, told me exactly the play he likes, so we just put it in
1: <laughs> and it worked. It's so bad. So there it is. Yep, Carol, the administrative wow. assistant for Andy Reid. For s- for a decade, begged coaches to put yeah. the flea flicker in, and Doug Peterson, of all the games he could have put the flea flicker <laughs> in, like did they play Cleveland at some point the last couple of years? And he picks NFC Championship game against the best <laughs> because defense because they the haven't NFL. had
2: a blowout like they did in this yeah. one. Exactly,
3: exactly right. That's the thing. Absurd. Everything's working. Might as well try. <laughs> might as well try the Carroll play. Okay, guys, let's give that a shot. Uh,
1: Sage Rosenfels will join us here coming up shortly from Mall of America Radio Row. It's Mackie and Judd, uh, but Judd has a word for the people here. About
3: the Mall of America, that's where we are today. You know what, that's where we're going to be all week long. And I want to talk to you about the reason why you should be making plans to get out here, if not today, tomorrow, and certainly at some point, a couple times this week. Let me put this very simply for you. If you're a football fan, this is Christmas. This is a this is the greatest thing of all time. You can come uh, see us here. There's over 65 exciting events, experiences, and celebrity appearances. That's right, over 65 exciting events, experiences, and celebrity appearances on every level and around every corner here at the mall. Uh, If you need some last-second things, a charger for your phone, a new style for an event, get this, while you're checking out the football stuff, You also have over 520 stores, something for everyone from fashion and food to tech and toys. If you want something, you can get it. Plus, you can purchase uh, National Football League team gear at over 20 stores, including the official NFL shop on the second floor. Visit MallOfAmerica.com slash Bold North for details. MallOfAmerica.com slash Bold North for details. And we'll see you out here at the Mall of America.
4: Join Judd Zalgad and Matthew Collar for a live taping of Purple Podcast ahead of the big game. This Thursday, the guys will be at the Beacon at Graduate Minneapolis to tape the podcast beginning at 4 p.m. Plus, former NFL players Doug Sutherland and Ricky Young will be joining Judd and Collar. More details at 1500ESPN.com, keyword graduate.
1: All right, thank you, Jonathan. Maggie and Judd, we are hanging out at Mall of America, and you can come see all the exciting events associated with Super Bowl 52 by just going to mallofamerica.com for details sage rosenfels thanks for stopping over here man thanks
0: for having me guys it's uh it's nice to be here
1: yeah this is we've got like all the national pillars around us here and uh, i think we our senses vikings fans are so buzz killed by all of this being in the twin cities now <laughs> that like we just read a story we were talking to you before the show peter king wrote this anecdote about the flea flicker from the third quarter and that eagles win over the vikings and you think, oh, man, they must have they must have been hammering tape all week, or they haven't called a flea flicker in years in Philadelphia, I guess, and they must have seen something in the defensive backs pursuing aggression. No, it was the administrative assistant for Andy Reid going back like 10 years ago that loved flea flickers and texted Doug Peterson that week, is the flea flicker in the game plan? And he said, you know what? I'll put it in just for you, Carol. <laughs> just for you. Like they felt that just ran up the score, basically for fun. The Vikings. Like we think, oh, that's so plays must be scientifically created. Nope, it was Nancy. Just w- loves. Playing
0: well, players. and that was was that in the third quarter still, or is that in the fourth? Late third in the, quarter, late in the third believe. quarter, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was, it was also sort of in scoring range. You know, teams like to take shots around the fifty or, or whatever. You know, on the plus side of the field. And I feel like that's where it was as well. So. The timing was right, and, and the play worked. I mean, Trey Wayne's basically just stopped. It looked like <laughs> yeah. it was a runoff route. Yep. It was not, and uh, it was a perfect throw by Nick Foles. Things, that was one of those games where the Vikings didn't play very well, and the Eagles played basically perfect football. Sometimes the the ball bounces the other way and sometimes the entire game just seems to go the other way and that's how it was for the Vikings. It was a sour ending and now it feels like we're still sitting in the mud yes. uh, throughout the week here in Minnesota as all these Eagles and Patriots fans are coming in <laughs> super excited. So, but uh at the end of the day, it's great that the Super Bowl is in Minnesota. I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm not sure when the next time it'll be here. Maybe never, I mean, how long is the u s bank stadium going to – is it a well, the, fifty year stadium cause the next new stadium because right? the, the next new stadium that's just pretty much what it is now you, you get if you build a new stadium, the NFL basically says yeah we'll, we'll, right. you're going to invest three or five hundred million dollars in public money yeah we're going to give you a Super Bowl to try to get some of that back. This stadium, you know, those older stadiums in the 70s were, were built to last 30 years. I assume this one was built to last longer than that, probably more like 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, in 50 years, is the NFL still what it is today? We have no—this might be it. This, this is very well—could be the last Super Bowl uh, in Minneapolis.
3: Keep in mind, too, uh, the Dome opened in 82. They didn't get one until 92. So that that was a ten year span. Well, that's a different a different era right. back
0: then. But right? what I'm saying
3: is is then at at I believe the complaints about the dome probably started in what 94, 95, when when the Twins st- started to say this is not great. So if you figure with this stadium, I mean this thing should have a shelf life of what forty five years or so. How do
1: they know that though? Like when they built a stadium in 1980, mm-hmm. like did they did they know that we were going to have like. Computers in our pockets that we wanted to but, use at games.
0: Yeah, so I, I you know, we don't know what the the future holds for you know what are we going to want in a, in a stadium in the future? I mean, you want an iPad basically sitting on your lap, you know, for everybody. We're be I mean, telepathically
1: well, yeah. communicating the, with each other by yeah, the so. yeah, I, I the diff- doubt it.
0: But also those you know those games built like in the '70s and '80s yeah. were a lot of them were cookie cutter. They were fairly boring. They were just big circles, multi-purpose. And then what can you do? And you know, whether it's veterans and, and it was in Philly, Pittsburgh, St. Louis yeah. uh, had one also. It was just this big circle. and It's like well. We can play baseball. We can play football. We can do monster truck. We can do this, yep. and they were terrible sight lines for yep. basically all the sports. And it was always re- configured weird for the when the baseball games came in. And you know the the stadiums built now. Are much more dynamic and much more interesting to look at, and I, my assumption is they 're also built better to last much longer uh, and and have all the the bells and whistles now where they didn 't even know what they wanted for bells and whistles back then I mean luxury boxes weren 't that big of a deal now all these places have yeah. they're just they 're beautiful and they 're more uh, fan friendly uh, and game friendly and i i don 't know what else u s bank could have done i think i think u s bank team is the best stadium in the national football league i've seen them all Mm -hmm. uh and uh and people always say that about their home no it really is i mean that natural light to be indoors is absolutely incredible and it's great to walk around and you know there's good food which you don't always get at stadiums i think they did a really really nice job and i hope it lasts for
3: 50 years it probably will don't uh, don't forget too when, when the dome was built they were very proud it was under budget at that time if you came in if you still had a bunch of cash left you thought to yourself this is great. Now you say, no, we'll spend more. So yeah, I mean, Sage, you, you could be right. You could be right in the sense that this thing could last 40 plus years. And I'd, I don't see the league just coming back and saying, you know where, where we really like it in February, Minneapolis. <laughs> so you're probably right. This could very well be the, the last one. I also wouldn't be surprised in 30 years if there's a Super Bowl rotation and they go north once in a great while like they do now, but if you have, let's say, Miami, Los Angeles—that's
1: what it was. for New a long Orleans, time new stadium. Well, I can see that
3: happen. Yeah, the, the sort of the new
0: stadium. You know, when when NFL teams and really when you say team, it's really the league puts pressure on a city at this point. I mean, it's talk about collusion of oh, like, sure. all right, you know, there's other alternatives out there if you guys don't build Sims. So. Part of that sales pitch to, hey, you know, hey, governor, hey, you know, uh, taxpayers, we, we need this amount of money to build this new stadium that you're going to use for all this other stuff. But you're going to recoup it back uh, from, you know, uh, fans coming into town and hotels and food and, and these taxes and, 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 you know, for, for you know, rental cars and all this stuff. And, and part of that is the Super Bowl. You know, how much money is the Super Bowl bringing to the Minneapolis-St. Paul area for what – 10 days, you probably say, when people start coming in probably the end of... I mean, there's even the people who are, you know, preparing for these parties uh, and things that probably were here a week or so ago. I mean, those are dollars that are coming from out of state, uh, sometimes out of country, that are filling up hotel rooms and renting cars and going out to dinner and and spending money in the city. That that normally wouldn't have been here. Uh, Fans coming up from Iowa or fans coming up just around the Midwest, just driving in to spend a couple days with the NFL experience. How much money is being spent? And you try to re- sort of recoup some of that money that the taxpayers have have dished out that really have helped billionaires make even more money right yeah um, and uh, so I think that 's where the guarantee of a Super Bowl has occurred of like listen if you build us uh, help us build a stadium we 're going to help you guys out by. Uh, you know sort of spotlighting your city and bringing these out-of-state dollars into your city
1: i'm still waiting for wrestlemania too apparently the vikings spoiled that that wrestlemania was going to come here like a year ago or two years ago and in one of their promotional videos for the new stadium they mentioned it it was like a five minute thing and two and a half minutes in i think lester bagley mentioned and wrestlemania (laughs) is coming to town and vince mcmahon saw that and said nope not anymore not for five more years but that'll come to town don't we have Final Four coming here at some point yeah. again in the near future. College football so. playoff. Oh, well, there's we'll been, come there's, here
0: there, you know, there's been uh, there's been some big concerts uh, at, at US Bank. I mean, having a facility like that, yeah. Yeah. and that's the thing is if you can use it for a lot of different things, that isn't just football. I mean, there's three hundred you know, 50 other days of the year uh, that aren't just football game days. And so, uh, and, and I, th- I think they're trying to use that as, as much as possible for all sorts of events.
1: Mackie and Judd hanging out with Sage Rosenfels here for a few more minutes. Uh, Radio Rome, All of America. It's sort of, it's calm before the storm a little bit here. Later in the week, it's going to be elbow to elbow, and I'm sure a lot more fans walking around. We spent, entirely last week basically talking about the Vikings quarterback situation they have a blank canvas there's nobody under contract right now Um, and then you got these free agents Drew Brees you have to get a blank
0: canvas but there's only a couple types of paint to to choose from
1: so here's the question so we we started the show talking about Kirk Cousins your your insights on Kirk Cousins Case Keenum and Alex Smith let's start with those three guys Uh, like what do you see is Kirk Cousins a top seven or eight guy who just needs a different set no okay your thoughts?
0: He's he'd be paid by like a top three guy, top one guy. Uh, maybe that's, that's the, called supply and demand and capitalism in the NFL. Yeah. Good for him. We actually also have the old my same agent, so good for him as well.
3: <laughs> um,
0: you know, I look at Kirk Cousins. Is I, I, I think he's a better player than what the Vikings have on the roster currently. You know, these guys are all three of these guys. Uh, but at the end of the day. You know, he's not winning a lot of football games. And that's the thing that sort of scares me. I mean, if you went back and had a throw in contest, and, and, you know, he's a face of the franchise. He's one of those guys that, you know, you can sort of build a franchise around. Um, I think he's got a little bit more of that. uh, You know, the Vikings are down 10 in the fourth quarter. Uh, They need a quarterback who can sort of, you know, what Drew Drew Brees did in the second half there in that divisional game. Hey, we need a guy who can bring us back. I feel like Kirk Cousins has a little more of that maybe than Case and Teddy and Sam have uh, at this point. But also, you know, they're really good at winning eight football games in Washington, D.C. the last couple years. You know, seven, eight, nine games. And Case Keenum just, and I guess in Bradford, won, you know, 13, 14 games this year. So, you know, our stats more important. Uh, than winning football games? I don't believe so. Uh, but the question is, do the Vikings – there's a couple things in this. Is is, is uh, uh, Kirk Cousins the guy that can sort of get us over the hump? Or is he the guy that we have to give so much money to that we can't give it to other guys who are either coming up in contracts or free agents that out in the market that we can bring in to add more depth to the yeah, offensive line or a, a receiver or whatever it might be? Um, will he uh, actually hurt the Vikings from building up the rest of the roster because, though I think Case Kingdom's going to get pretty good money, Kirk Cousins is might, uh, will probably get you know twenty five to thirty million dollars a year for a five or six year contract with fifty or sixty or something guaranteed. Huge dollars Keenum's gonna get nowhere uh, near that money and which then allows uh, you to go out and sign other guys so it's really got, it's like a business model thing you know like what's a business model do we want do we want the a lot of money on the quarterback well if you spend a lot of money on your quarterback he better be doing a lot for you right if you spend less on your quarterback he doesn't have to do as much like Keenum this year. But the other team now is, the rest of the team now is better. Uh, and, uh, and you can l- win off of defense and running game and, and special teams. And those things, because you have an improved roster, it's like all ships rise in the high tide. Your roster is better. Mm-hmm. And you have a sort of a service, serviceable quarterback or whatever the guy that does, you know, he's accurate, makes a lot of the right decisions, occasionally makes the right play, and, which is Case Keenum. But the one thing that the Vikings didn't have this year. They were really ne- almost never in that position until the Eagles game. We're you know, behind by 14 going to the fourth quarter, and the offensive line has to protect, and Keenum has to complete some balls and, and move the ball down the field, and what Tom Brady just seems to do all the time. Yes, They weren't really in that position. So we don't really know if they can do that. When the, when they were given that one chance, they failed miserably. I mean, the O-line got exposed. Keenum sort of got exposed. He wasn't that guy who could just... Carry his team and lift the guys around like Drew Brees did in that divisional game. Um, so it's it's, but but that doesn't mean they both can't do it. You know, it doesn't mean that in the summer. Like if I'm in the summertime this year with the OTAs and I'm Mike Zimmer, I'm doing a ton of situations where we're down 10 with eight oh, minutes left. Sure. A ton. Listen. And they work on running game and these things in the off season. The running game will be there next year. All right, you're going to have pretty much the same offensive line, maybe a couple new guys. The running backs will be similar. Kyle Rudolph will be back. You know that that'll be there, and that can be worked on. During training camp, those types of things. I want to see what our line can do when everyone knows we're throwing the football. I want to see what Case Keenum can do when everyone knows we're throwing the football. When it's third and ten, and rather playing conservatively, you know like we got to get first downs. We got to have a quarterback who can get us, who can bring us to that next level. We just never saw it this year. And so we just don't know if the, you know both of those you know those the, the, those groups uh, can sort of bring us to the next level because you need to have that. Yeah. And More you, often than not, word. you need to have that guy who can you know bring you back on a couple of games. And the Vikings were just so good this year; they, they weren't in very many of those uh, situations.
3: So if you're this club right now, uh, and and you sit down and start to assess, what would you what would be priority one as far as QBs go? I mean, looking for a trade. Look, Looking to sign a guy like Cousins, bring Case or Teddy back. What would be your first option? Our first option is Drew Brees, which is a less than one percent. Yes. It's all of ours, and I and we all agree. You've got to
0: make that phone call. And I and I had a few people try to go. You no, know, we don't. We don't want another old quarterback oh, to sign. Oh, BS. <laughs> you guys do. I, I was in that locker room after. I went to the locker room after that game, the divisional game, uh-huh. and I've known Drew. We were rookies together in two thousand one. And you know he's getting dressed, and and uh, uh, and I'm sort of waiting to chat with him. That guy is ripped. He looks like Sylvester Stallone in Rocky Four. I was like, oh my god, we're, we're the same age. What what am I doing the last five? years? An old guy, you'll take him in a
3: heartbeat. That's he, a ridiculous. And he's
0: not one of the, yeah. He's this is not like Jeff George at the end of his career, or you know, you know, Brad Johnson. It it's just, this is not this is not the same situation. And it's a different era. And Drew's a fantastic athlete, so. Uh, he has a you know he has two or three or four years left if he wants to play that long. I, I firmly believe that he can play at extremely high level. I mean he made the Vikings defense look pedestrian. Yes, really the whole game. I mean the first half they would have scored a couple touchdowns, two if it weren't for a penalty and a, and a tip pass then up being an interception. Was,
1: that Sendejo pick was a great pick and too,
0: the, and that was his only real bad throw. He threw it like a yard short. Yeah. I mean oh that he played really really well and he's everything you're looking for. So he is that guy who can give us over the hump. So, yeah, that's number one. Not going to happen.
1: Yeah, I love people say, too, like, not well, gonna happen. remember what happened the last time he threw an interception. Yeah, I think you'll take getting to that point in the game and hope that Brees yeah. doesn't throw the same interception yeah, it, it's, that it, Brett did on your
0: team. Yeah, yeah. That, so that that's, signing him back, though, is not going to happen. He's got a very similar team in New Orleans. It's also young. It's also very good. He's put in all this work for the last years with, you know, Michael Thomas and the running backs and, and all these guys. You don't just want to throw that away to have a chance to go another game. Though I think the Vikings are a better team team all-around roster uh, and and better defense. That's probably one of the best New Orleans teams he's been on in a while. I mean, their defense is legit. Mm -hmm. they got good players at all three levels. You can't say that about New Orleans defense for the most part since Drew and Sean Payton have been there. So anyway, so that's the dream, I think, but it's not going to happen. So then you go, well, then there's Kirk Cousins and and maybe Alec. Kirk Cousins is the the number scares me. Do the Vikings want to – you know, how, what are the chances of signing back, you know, guys like Barr and, and giving extensions to some of these younger players that are coming up? Uh, you know, what's Linville Joseph's situation? I don't I don't know all the contract situation. So um, there's they need some depth at other spots and does Kirk Cousins bring you that does he bring you the Drew Brees? No, I don't think he does. Uh, he's a very good player and, yeah. and he said because of supply and demand he's gonna get a big number, but I don't know if I like going that heavy in the quarterback position unless he really is a premier guy, and I don't see him as that guy. Uh, So Alex Smith, yep, I like Alex Smith a lot. He wins football games. He does what Case Keenum did this year. He's got a ton of playoff experience. He'd be playing indoors a lot, which he doesn't have a huge arm, but really Case Keenum doesn't have a huge arm either. He's probably more athletic than Case. They're both good at you know running around if they if they need to. He's accurate. Uh, I like the Alex Smith idea a lot. I don't know what it takes to go get him from Kansas City. So one year, don't twenty really,
1: million, and they ha- and they that's have a first fine. round pick. So pr- so it'd be the same amount of money, if not a little. less. I don't want to give
0: up a first round pick, third round pick. Oh, it, it sounds like a third rounder. Third rounder seems fine to me. Third rounder, one you.
1: year experiment, and you oh, can wait, probably lure heading to come.
0: Why back? do the Vikings uh, do we we do trade? Draft picks for quarterbacks, I think, more than any other organization, <laughs> and they never guys. really become like the guy for almost, you, right? right? They traded for you, right? trade, yeah. You know, a a, a, you a, a cup, you. a cup of coffee, I think. Yeah, still you know, a draft pick, and it was decaf. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. But you know, and, and Chile, when Chili was here, I mean, it was you know Kelly Holcomb and you know all oh these guys. It was like there was all these like sixth rounder, seventh rounder, sixth rounder. There was
1: a Detmer in there for a week at one point before you got there, and yeah,
0: yeah, right. So, but there is a history. But I, I do think I like that spot because this Vikings team is made to win right now you just don't know how long these windows last I hope it lasts for a decade but the good chances you know these guys are gonna be really good for the next three or four years and then we don't know how Harrison Smith is gonna be at that point Kyle Rudolph will be getting older in age at that point you know how good is Linville Joseph at that point or or even Everson does he still have that spark and that power when you start getting closer to 30 years old how do they draft uh, we don't know how you know what's the future like with the draft they've hit on a lot of draft picks both in the early rounds and in the late rounds uh, in the last six or seven years. Do they continue to do that, or do they start missing? If they start missing and these guys currently get older in three or four years, that window immediately stops and closes. Uh, so if they're going to win, they win now. And um, though I don't mind drafting up uh, if one of these, I really think four quarterbacks falls to 30th mm-hmm. in the first round. That that doesn't bother me. I, I think that, uh, you know, that this team could use a new young guy, um, but uh, they're not going to bring this team to the Super Bowl, or because ha- they they're, they're, they're coming out of college. Uh, so I think you do need a veteran guy. I like the Alex Smith move See, a lot. There um, you um, go. Um, and I've always liked Alex Smith for a long, long time. He still owes me a hundred bucks for some Super Bowl I gave him a <laughs> we'll game get, of ride or, if or something. he shows up. you bad can about go
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, that, that would collect. that would really be nice. Uh, be and very and, simple. and as I said he's been there. He's done. He's played so many playoff games. You know. Beggars can't be choosers, and right now the Vikings are looking for somebody. And again, I like Case. I like Teddy. I like both those guys coming back. I know so little about the Teddy. He's a mystery to yes. me. And I think for the other 31 out of all teams, he's a mystery. I think yeah. the people that know about Teddy the most uh, are the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You know, Sugarman, the trainers, the doctors, Zim, uh, you know, what? How is he in practice? What's his knee look like? Is it is it flaming up after practice that none of us would know, but they have all the insert? I mean, there's a reason Bill Belichick let Wes Welker go at the end of his career because he thought, hey, he's been For beat sure. up so much that the rest of us didn't know that. And He goes to Denver and had a year or two, but then they was like, boom, he was done. His body sort of fell apart. Belichick saw that coming. We don't know Teddy's situation. Yeah. Before he got hurt, I tell you what, everyone in that organization that I talked to just loved him. I yeah. mean, this is the guy. You know, I, I'm all in. I'm sold. I'm sold on Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't know what that situation is now. Um, and I don't know again the other 31 NFL teams because two years ago the other NFL teams, I'm sure a lot of them, probably 10 of them, go, "We'd love to have Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback." Do they have interest now? Um, is he does he sign a backup uh, deal where Robert Zinsy goes? You know, we don't do a lot of incentive contracts here, but. This is a situation that we can give some money to Case, we can give some money to Teddy, and then if somehow Teddy ends up starting fourteen games for us, he'll still make ten million bucks. And and it gives them opportunity. If he doesn't, you know, he made three or four million as a really yeah. good backup. That's I mean, you know
1: See he's on board with the Alex Smith thing. Yep. Yep. Hey,
0: Alex hey. Smith starts and I like you listen, his backup there your and, problems and, so. Listen, and I and, and, and Case went out and won thirteen football games this year and that should not be overlooked. He didn't have 35 touchdowns and three interceptions, and he didn't play very well in that championship game. He also had no time. I mean, it it was, and, and, you know, he he throws a touchdown pass to Kyle Rudolph at 14-7, by the way, and it's 14-all, instead of sack fumble. So uh, he did a lot of really good things in that game. Uh, I'm sorry, this season, didn't do as much in that game. But you can't put that loss uh, on, on just the quarterback, and and that's the real bummer. Shoot, probably cost him a lot of money, but uh, he did a lot of really good yeah. things this year, and I was you know, I was a, a Case Keenum fan as much as
1: anybody. That's Sage Rosenfels. If you're around, stop by again this week. We'd love to keep uh, recklessly speculating on the Vikings quarterback <laughs> situation. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Sage Rosenfels18, and all of his projects. He's got a podcast. Mackie and Judd, live from Radio Row, back with more. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please
0: rise and remove your caps as we honor America and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About.
3: All right, David Harrigan, from the Mall of America, what stuff have you brought with you? Have you seen how people have been gathering around here for
2: stuff in the last five, ten minutes? Is that what it is? It's unbelievable. People love it. I did not realize. Okay. Let's start with what happened last night. Phil Mackey, I know you were glued to the television, I'm sure.
1: Oh, my God. Actually, glued to the... Quick aside... Glued to the tablet because Grammys won out in our house on the television. Whoa! Oh, so you lost. I lost. So lost, you lost. But I really won because this is what happened last night. Dave, go I ahead, mean, take it away. Whatever
2: audio you have from Ronda Rousey, uh, Jonathan, hit it.
4: Oh, this is this is my life now. Yeah, I have. You no, know, they have first priority on my time for you know next several years, and this huh? is not just. Uh, you know this is not a smash-and-grab this is not a publicity stunt you know I would when I first met with Triple H I told him that like there are other things that I could do with my time that'll make way more money but I won't enjoy nearly as much.
1: That was the newest member Full-time member of the WWE roster, Ronda Rousey. I heard. So Multi-year contract, huh? So she showed up last night. The Royal Rumble's always good for some nostalgia. It's always good for some surprises. Yeah. And I told and, and my gal, she'll watch wrestling and humor me, and I told her, listen, the women's Rumble, the first-ever women's Royal Rumble, is headlining the show at the very end. They wouldn't put that as the last bout on the car without some trick up their sleeve to, like, Make it a big ending. Exactly. So I think it's either going to be like, it's either going to be Rhonda or something, because there's been rumors about Rhonda for a long time, but the only problem is she's not very good in, in promo, isn't on the microphone. So if she can't talk in a microphone, it's going to be a disaster. But
2: huh? Yeah, get her own Paul Heyman.
1: Exactly. They'll get figure her, it out. They'll get a manager
2: that. for her. She'll be Correct. great. 100%. You know, she's new to the business. She needs a manager. Yeah. How do we feel now, in all seriousness, wrestling, deep wrestling question? How do we feel about her stealing the uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper look for the T-shirt? So was it wearing?
1: wasn't it wasn't stealing. Uh, they actually were friends. Sampling,
2: I guess. Is that no, what we call they call it? Were, believe it or
1: not, they were <laughs> friends before he died. Oh, and so he probably he gave, her, gave her the ble- ble- He gave blessing? her the nickname Ro- uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey oh, like okay. four or five years ago. Yep. And so it, it's been a thing for a while with those. Yeah. But, I mean, he passed <laughs> away like two years ago. but And now I think the shameless thing is they're just taking the T-shirt and making it a ronda rousey t-shirt and making money and exploiting the death of roddy piper but hey it's wrestling it's yeah i was gonna
3: say why wouldn't they yeah <laughs>
2: exactly you can wear all your old rowdy stuff and it'll look like the new rowdy stuff exactly uh first of all we should also give credit to our listener write that down prediction this past friday yes. who nailed the four match parlay on Russell? Uh, absolutely uh, R- really full credit yes. will be
1: given on friday but we have uh, one of our most impressive home runs ever hit. did our that
3: listener that know something
1: well, you can glean what it's wrestling you in can on glean the script, maybe. Happen, but
3: got a got a preview of the script. Perhaps
2: you can go all over the internet and find people's expert okay. uh, opinions on what's Correct. going to happen oh. and odds and yeah. But hey, four matches, you still nailed it.
1: Congratulations, pretty impressive, pretty impressive.
2: Um, do you guys realize that the Vikings players scored more points in the Pro Bowl <laughs> yes. than they did in the <laughs> NFC Championship game?
3: In fact, in fact, they did so with- within the first half entirely. <laughs> yes, right? They did. Thielen got a first quarter <laughs> touchdown from Breeze future connection and harrison smith returned an interception 79 yards or something 79 i, I believe saw was that four, 14 points in the first half which was more than the vikings scored in four quarters in philadelphia don't
1: you think it's pretty likely that one of those players one of those vikings players after all the success went up to breeze and said listen i know you love new orleans <laughs> you can hey, don't sell your house you can still live there in the offseason sure but you you feel this chemistry right drew you feel this chemistry
3: If there is not active tampering going on right now with Drew Brees and his people, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed. Agreed. You should be tampering every chance you get.
1: I think you should risk multiple first-round picks and tens of millions of dollars in penalties. Go get Drew Brees. Do
2: you think Zim would go pick him up at the St. Paul airport?
1: I think Childress would go pick him up.
3: (laughs) And recline the seats so the reporters couldn't see him sitting on the tarmac in his car?
1: Go send, send both of them if needed. <laughs> you guys have probably seen
2: the uh, debate raging over the last week. Well, it's no longer Brady versus Manning or whoever other the great quarterback. It's now Brady versus Jordan, who's the greatest athlete of all time. Does, uh, does Roger Federer kind of look at both of them and say, well, yeah, you have your little debate, but uh, I just won my 20th.
1: Or even Serena Williams, yes, who's won more than that, right? 22, I think. Yeah, 22, 23. Uh, Yeah, it is. Or if you watch the first episode of the documentary on Facebook Watch last week, it's actually Brady. Isn't it Tom versus Time? It's Tom versus Time. Yes.
3: I'm told that Tom swears (laughs) like a sailor in that thing, too. He does swear quite a bit. That he just keeps, well, you know what? It's interesting, though.
2: Tom hung up on the uh, Boston radio station he does the weekly hits on this morning. Whoa. Big news all over the interwebs. What? A different show that he's on with somebody said something derogatory about his daughter after watching the first episode call her an annoying little something something and so tom called the show he normally calls says hey guys hey I uh, really appreciate you having me on but i heard what your co-worker said and even though he's been suspended and apolog- or the station apologizes uh, i really got not much to say so we'll uh, catch you up down the road wow
1: well good for tom i don't remember that being a thing in the first episode but I guess I'll have to go. Maybe I was drunk. I don't. Know. So was this I, I, Tom's?
3: Was, was this was this the uh, the Boston station that Tom goes yeah, on? W E E I. Okay. Yes. So he's yes. he's mad and was going to make his protest known. Yeah, exactly. What, okay. what else do you have to do on Super Bowl week?
2: Oh, Yo Do we have that line from SNL? Uh, I asked you to grab Jonathan, but I maybe forgot. Perfect. Let's hit it. The Philadelphia Eagles will face the New
3: England Patriots in this year's Super Bowl. Making it the first Super Bowl where the fans have even worse brain damage than the players.
2: <laughs> I think that can wrap it up.
1: That's, uh, about, that,
3: that's about fitting. That's very that, fitting. Uh oh, Star true. Tribune's about to get in trouble. Oh no. no! Oh, they're putting up the their Star Tribune's putting up their Star Tribune signage. Should yeah. we just walk over there and tell them to put it down? Because we take that down right Let's now. Tell, NFL tell league, league off. League we're league our interns.
1: Get over there. No signage allowed. Well, Let's go report them. Well, you think Let's I go won't? The you think I'm not going to? <laughs> yes. It'd be great fun. Uh, we have later on in the show, Tom Pelissero is going to join us from NFL Network. Also, superstar Mike Morris live in person here on Radio Row. If he finds In us. the noon hour. Matthew Collar is sitting here right now. Talk about some football. Yeah, That's Pittskin. True. All caps football. Um, you go take a bathroom break, Judd. Judd's been squirming for like three no, we've get. We have
3: got to get how the twins can pull the ultimate troll at some point here. Okay. I've come up with it's a Zolgat plan that is going to be outstanding if they can do it.
1: We'll do that as well. Mackie and Judd live at Radio Row here, third floor, Mall of America, back in a couple minutes.
4: The big game is hitting town and 1500 ESPN will be all over the cities bringing you the latest coverage. Mackie and Judd, Roycey Saturday Sports Talk and Sunday Sports Talk will be live from Radio Row at Mall of America all week. 1500 ESPN will also be at local sprint stores throughout the week with live broadcasts, Mike Morris appearances and the chance to win a trip to ESPN in Bristol. Not enough? Join the Purple Podcast Thursday night at the Beacon at Graduate Minneapolis. More details at 1500ESPN.com keyword football. In this portion of Mackie and Judd brought to you by Fredoni's Ace Hardware proud sponsor of the beer
1: show. Hey Jonathan, is that uh, is that keyword on 1500espn.com is that all caps football or is it lower uh, ca- All caps, right? With a eight be, exclamation yes. point should get that okay. changed. Football. Uh record time there. Judge just walked a block in and up to get to the bathroom and came back in 3 minutes. I like cheated. I you used you, a
3: bottle or you know, hid in a bush? Yeah. Nope. Family bathroom. First one I saw you know, you're supposed to take your kid and change the diapers and stuff. I said, bleep it. I'm taking it.
1: Uh, yeah, there you can do what you
3: got to do. So I took it, and very clean, very nice. Oh, well, we, I might be a family bathroom
1: guy from no, here on us, out. Us
2: with kids, we respect the bathroom. I got to keep it clean. Yeah, you guys gotta do a good, good job. Your
3: parents are very, very clean.
2: As no, long oh, as there were not
1: children uh, in the bathroom. <laughs> <that you're> in.
3: <laughs> no, You've got wipes no, everywhere. No, so I can confirm <laughs> no one was there. I locked the doors. Very good.
2: We should mention seven minutes. We'll have our announcement of how people can win uh, a chance to get in lunch, or to me, breakfast awesome. with Golik and Wingo on Wednesday here at Crave Mall of America. Details coming top of the next hour.
1: Awesome, yeah. So if you want to hang out with uh, with uh, the, the the host of the ESPN Radio Morning Show, you can do that. And you can probably sneak a glimpse at us if you really want to, but yeah. we're not really. Yeah,
3: we're sort right of that. the yeah. chunky guys near uh, Short Shack. Of. Yeah, okay, we are the chunky guys near Shake Shack.
1: What would you guys say if? Because I've heard this question a lot from people coming from outside the, the Twin Cities. All right, if, if I'm going to be in town for a few days, what are like the three things I have to do? Uh huh. Besides Mall of America, which is the, the media hub here. Yeah. Like, what would you? Be <sighs> ice fishing? I mean, I don't. No, I mean, man, I don't even, I've been realistically. I've been for I don't even like ice fishing.
3: I was going to say me too. I would say realistically, juicy Lucy probably for food.
1: But you can eat a Juicy Lucy in other states, too, right? I'm
3: just trying to think off,
2: off the, the top of my head. Are we
1: the only state that does Juicy Lucy's that puts cheese inside of a burger? Well, I think we're
2: the ones that really invented it. Whether you know, there's an argument amongst you know three different restaurants who actually invented yeah. it. Whether it be Matt's Bar, Five A, whatever. Sure. But I, yeah, you could certainly do that. You could say check out the Winter Carnival. You know, go see the ice castle. Yeah, it's outside, or, uh, not me. Uh-uh,
3: sorry. You go to
2: Minnehaha Falls if that's frozen. That <laughs> tr- looks pretty cool. I'm
3: trying to think of what I would recommend that I would do. That's
2: <laughs> like if, uh, if it's outside, bar, I'm out.
3: Go well, bowling. Well, I was going to say like the restaurants downtown. There there are some great ones, but. As Phil, Phil would say, there's great restaurants in every city. Si- so I'm trying to think of what would be what would be comfortable to do that's unique to us.
1: So you're gonna, but you for your own personal sake, the only things you're gonna do are Radio Row all of America, yeah, tonight, and the game on Sunday.
3: Well, I'll go tonight to the to the opening to the opening, opening okay. ceremony. Deal, okay. that's fair enough. But I'm trying to think of like what would you what would you realistically tell people here are three things that you should do that that you would do yourself. So like ice fishing's out.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say uh, if it were not you know, below freezing, I would say, go enjoy some lake life. That's what people don't get. They think it's just always 20 degrees here. Mm -hmm. How can you live there? Well, I mean, it's only about three months of bitter cold. How can you live in Arizona? It's a hot... (laughs) Or Vegas. It's 115 that's a sauna for 3 months out of the year you know yeah you could pick on your city too
3: ice fishing wouldn't ice fishing wouldn't be nah, nah, boo boo. your city st- <laughs> stinks too ice fishing wouldn't be bad if you got in an ice fishing house that's nice cuz those things have TVs and well not all are, of them no no, no, no but, but i'm like saying some do with right but i'm not going in one of those i've it's seen those stashios.
1: before i'm out of there uh, let's come back let's unveil how our listeners can have lunch and hang out with Golik and Wingo later on this week. We'll unveil that and give you a chance to win when we come back here. Also in the 11 o'clock hour, Matthew Collar on Vikings and football and Tom Pellicero coming up shortly from NFL Network. Mackie and Judd live on Radio Row at Mall of America.